What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, Foxborough football fans? This is Kyrie Thompson bringing you a post-game edition of First in Foxborough. First one of the year. What's up? I'm going to go ahead and just give you a quick recap, quick breakdown of the things that I saw, and then we'll get into some more stuff uh, tomorrow and in the coming days. But real quick, first thoughts here. That was ugly. We're not going to sit up there and pretend that that was a well-oiled machine or that that was, that was a playoff caliber, you know, mid-season form level performance, because it was not. At the same time, you take your W's when you can get them. That's a W for the Patriots. Quality win on the road. And once again, I, I picked this one way back when the schedules first came out, because I knew that Mitchell Trubisky was most likely going to be the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. In this game, and I said, book it. That's a Patriots win because I don't trust Mitchell Trubisky. Neither should you. And today proved me right. And what's even better, I'm just going to remind you all. I said, I said in the episode right before this, that all the Patriots had to do was score 17 points to win this game. And, and the final score is 17 to 14. I, I told you. I told you, you know what? I should do I should do this every week. You know what? I should just guess the scores. That would be awesome. Though I probably would have gotten week one wrong because I did not have the Patriots only scoring seven points. But that's neither here nor there. Let's get to the present here. I am concerned about the state of the offense as it pertains to Mac Jones. Because look, I feel like all in all, yes, there were some procedure problems, and, and they, they had you know, delayed, a delay of game. They had to burn a timeout because the clock's running down. And, I, I mean, it, it's still not a fully well-running machine from that standpoint. The communication still seems a little bit off between Mac and the receivers. But you know what? I thought that while there were some bad moments after that first drive and, and, and in other parts of the game, there were some rough moments. Do not get me wrong. I think that by and large, like, like the, the play calling, honestly, I think the play calling took a step up this week. I, I think that the Patriots offense, Matt Patricia, that whole team, they adjusted. They were calling more passes on first downs, especially to lead drives off. They were mixing in play actions on early downs. Even when it didn't work, I thought the process was good. And eventually, if the process stays good, the results are going to follow. So you know what? I think the game plan got better this week, and I felt like they were very committed and very deliberate in what they wanted to do. But man, I still just don't entirely like the way Mac Jones is playing right now. He's missing throws that he would normally hit. And it was something we saw in week one a little bit. He was missing some throws that he would, that he would normally be able to make. He had a clean pocket on one of those throws to Kendrick Bourne. They sailed it over the middle. I, I just, I, I don't, you know, that's not something you usually see from Mac Jones. He missed that kind of throw. You had him sailing one to Devontae Parker on, on a play that, once again, I just, I, I understand if he only saw the one defender, the linebacker trailing in coverage there and thought, you know what, his back's turned, Devontae's open, go ahead and throw that. But the placement was bad. Like there, and, and the margin for error is, is so little with him, okay? It's like, you've you got to make that throw perfect. And he didn't. He threw it over Devontae's head and, and, and had, him, had him drifting backwards to go get it. And it was right to Minka Fitzpatrick. It was, it was a pretty straightforward play for him. Just not, not great. Not great from him. And then he misses on one of those first down throws. He misses little Jordan Humphrey for what could have been a touchdown. Okay, they, they, did, they didn't cover him. 
and Mac Jones just missed it. Didn't get to him in the progression. Obviously, we don't know what his progressions are there, whether he should have seen him or not, but still it just feels like a missed opportunity. And I I don't know. I just feel like more so than last week and some of the other times during camp, I, I feel like the things around him were better. Like he had good pass protection today. He really did. I only counted, I think, one time where he had a free runner to just come completely unblocked and, and hit him, and he was still able to get the pass off. And I, actually, I think that one was the Devontae Parker interception, actually, where, where there was a free runner. I mean, maybe you can blame the throw on that. Maybe not. I don't know. But, you know, there was also a play where I think his Cole Stranger or Trent Brown got beat a little bit. But again, pocket was clean. He had time to deliver the throw. Okay, he didn't, he didn't get sacked on that play. I don't think he got sacked at all, as a matter of fact, uh, against the Steelers. But look, all in all, pass pro was good. And I think he just didn't make the most of it. Obviously, that that big touchdown to Nelson Aguilar, that's going to skew the numbers in his favor quite a bit because that was 44 yards, a huge play. Even that throw, though, that could have been picked, and Nelson Aguilar basically just said, nope, that's mine. So I don't know. I just don't like the way that Mac Jones is trending right now. But again, it's game two. There's still time to figure this out. There are other teams that have that have plenty to figure out, um, and at least the Patriots get to do it from the standpoint of being one and one as opposed to being 0 and 2. The aforementioned Nelson Aguilar had himself a game. Okay, that was it. That was what everybody was thinking when they when they signed him last year that okay, if you're going to pay this man what 9, 10 million dollars a year, then he better be doing this. And that play that he had, I mean, he he was he was good all game and he he made good plays aside from that big touchdown, but that play, that was a playmaker just just going up there and, and just deciding he wanted it more on that one. Akello Weatherspoon, that was right to him, and Aguilar ripped it away. It reminded me of the play that Aguilar had during joint practices in Carolina or against Carolina where Mac Jones just floats it up in the end. So there were three defenders down there. I thought there was absolutely no chance Aguilar was going to catch that ball. Just no way. He was either going to get knocked down or picked off, and Aguilar just goes up over everybody and takes the ball away for a touchdown. That that was what that was. He just simply wanted to make a play more than the other guy did. And I kept on telling everybody that you know Nelson Aguilar, they've been moving him around. They've been trying to get him more involved, get him more touches out in the open field. And and I feel like he got he got involved early in the game on a nice little crossing route where he almost broke it for a bigger gain. And he just stayed involved and stayed making plays. The way this offense is looking right now, Jacoby Myers is still the guy, right? And he had nine catches for you know, 95 yards. He's still the guy that Mac Jones wants when it's time to move the chains and, and all that, right? But there's a vacuum right behind Jacoby Myers for who's going to be the next most trusted target right now. Those tight ends didn't do much of anything. I, I'm not even sure if Hunter Henry caught a pass today. I think Johnny Smith, I don't know if Johnny Smith caught a pass either. So the I, I think that you know they they really threw up a goose egg today. The tight ends, I mean, Kendrick Bourne's still working his way back out of the doghouse. Though I think every time they called Kendrick Bourne's number today, he answered. He was open. He was available. Mac Jones looks for him. I I still think though, in, in Devontae Parker, one catch so far in two games, like that's not paying dividends at all right now. I think that this just isn't he. I just wonder if he's the kind of receiver that works well with Mac Jones. The timing is off. 
Um, I mean, it's not that it can't turn around, but just so far it's not working out. So this is Nelson Aguilar's opportunity to step up and be that guy, be the number two, be the number one, all right, and and really start taking command of this receiver room. And it was good to see him play like he could do that today, you know, on, on Sunday night, where that's his first 100-yard game as a Patriot. Hopefully there are a few more. Offensive line, I mentioned this before, the protection was good, and the way they closed the game out was excellent, okay? They were getting after it. They were leaning on that Steelers defensive front, minus TJ Watt, but still Cam Hayward's on that on that line. I mean, there's some good players on there, and the Patriots just ground him down. Cole Strange, give that man a game ball. He was balling, okay? Pulling across the line of scrimmage. Getting up to the second level. He's passing things off in, in, in the pass protection game so much better than he did in week one. It's just, just a massive rebound performance for the rookie. I mean, that, that, was, that was impressive stuff. And it, it makes you think, by the end of this year, right, all this discussion about, oh, yeah, should you have drafted a, gra- a guard in round one? It's like you could be talking about by the end of the year, if Cole Strange has more games like that, that maybe that guy's a pro bowler in a year or two. Okay, because that's the kind of that's the kind of performance they were leaning on him. They were running behind Cole Strange. They were just like, "Okay, young fella, go get it," and he was getting it done. That was excellent stuff. And the running backs, Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris, they were running hard. They were running downhill. They were seeking out contact, and they were imposing their will. Love it. Defensive side of things, I mean, first of all. Thank you for starting Mac Wilson, guys. Really appreciate that. Not that Raquan McMillan was bad in week one. He really wasn't. But just the impact of Mac Wilson's speed and coverage ability uh, just showed up right away. When he steps in front of that Trubisky pass, I mean, good gracious, man. How do you not see that linebacker right there? Um, but steps in front of the pass, almost picks it himself, but, but tips it up in the air. Jalen Mills comes down with the interception. That, that's exactly why Mac Wilson is on the field. You were missing that kind of coverage ability from your linebackers last year. He immediately showed it. I will say he got sunned a little bit by Najee Harris later in the game where he's coming up in the flat to make a tackle on Harris and, and he shirks him and then does this unbelievable, like in the same motion hurdles Devin McCourty. That was just wild. You don't really see running backs be able to do that all the time. I digress. Mac Wilson, want to see more of him on the field. And I think that kind of relegated Jelani Tavai to a role that suits him better, which is as a backup, okay, you can come in and, and spell him and then you don't get exposed quite as much. And I think, to, you know, Tavai had himself a better game today. He, he had a sack. Um, I think he was, he was a bit more present, um, you know, near the football. So I like that where you have Jelani Tavai as a backup. I don't really like him as a player that much, but if you're going to play him, play him in that kind of role. Do not start him. Um, and then we'll see what, you know, Raekwon McMillan, how he fits into this when he comes back from being healthy. You don't want to see Kyle Duggar getting hurt. He left the game with a knee injury. Don't think he ended up returning by the end of the game. Um, obviously, you have a lot of depth at the safety position. It was good to see Adrian Phillips come back, for example, and you know Joshua Bledsoe missed the game, but then you had Jabril Peppers come in, and he was able to be present. He had a couple of stops in there, and he was looking good on a couple of these drives. So that's why you have that many players at that position group. 
to be able to do what they did and and just you know spell people when injuries happen. But Kyle Duggar was making a run as like one of your best players, and he had a couple of really nice coverage plays against Pat Fryermuth, young tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers, where he was he was right in there and and helped uh, you know force some incompletions. That's the next step in his game. I feel like he's starting to to evolve as a player and, and get into being, you know, that really one of your top players at, at his position kind of player. So you hope that he's able to come back and that injury is not too serious. Um, another thing, didn't see a whole lot of Matthew Judon getting to the quarterback today. I mean, they were throwing, they were throwing bodies at him all over the place. It looked like he was getting one-on-ones at times and then boom, gets a chip from a running back or a tight end just out of nowhere. So they were definitely trying to redirect him. But you know what? I think Dietrich Wise Jr., he's been flashing on the other side of things. In the run game, he's had a couple of nice pass rushes. That is exactly what they need on the other side of Matthew Judon. Another guy who is going to produce, and if teams want to you know, run in, in, in the opposite direction of Judon, or you know, they're going to they're gonna double Judon, then you got to have the other guy doing some stuff. And I feel like Dietrich Wise Jr. is playing well. Look, in the end, Mitchell Trubisky's not that great and that just kind of is what it is uh at the same time you still want to see your defense take care of business and they did and i think that this is this is two straight games really where the defense has played well and i mean you saw what that miami dolphins team just did to the baltimore ravens right coming back the way that they did and two throws for almost like 500 yards or whatever and and tyree kill had three touchdowns I, i mean like they they were killing and the Patriots held that team to 20 points. I mean, that's not bad. I think that speaks pretty well for what your defense is doing. Now it's time for the offense to catch up. That's all I got for this one. Like I said, there will be more recapping this game and getting ready for the next one against the aforementioned Baltimore Ravens in week three. I'm Kyrie Thompson. Make sure you are listening, downloading, streaming, subscribing, on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Catch you next time.